It's time for another scripted conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy. Good morning, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, and welcome, Bruce and Randy. Hello. Hello, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And this is another episode of Scripted Conversation, and uh, today we, we, I guess we're calling this our Valentine's episode. Um, so Bruce or Randy, I'm going to have you guys go ahead and get us started today. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, we talked about is this, this episode, we might want to just talk about some of our most memorable uh, things that we do and, and the pa- why we have such a passion for it and how we got involved with what we're doing. So um, I'll start. Um, my name is Randy Toms and I uh, got into teaching back in 95 and uh, started out at, at fourth grade and a few years later taught some fifth grade and sixth grade. But all along the way, I saw passion that the kids had for uh, the media portion of their learning, especially through uh, computers and video and audio. And so I quickly started mixing in projects, um, actually started with VHS tapes and moved to DVDs. And and, then we've just kind of moved up to uh, digital. And um, about eight years ago, I had an opportunity to switch roles and started out as a uh, a media teacher, kind of they called it a communication teacher for for a different school in the district. And um, so I was responsible for the, the um, television station and the television news each day. And then eventually, we, a few years later, we got radio and involved with that. And the kids started doing projects with that. And so when I started thinking about my passion and with, uh, with the media and the audio and the, and the design, the creative design, uh, I've, along the way, I've learned lots of uh, different apps and software for the kids to do some creation. So when I think about my favorite uh, unit of study or what we do, my favorite lesson, it, it probably started when I was teaching fifth grade and it was, uh, we decided we wanted to teach, we had to teach the kids some physics. And so we integrated the, uh, what the, the, the Boy Scouts call the Pinewood Derby. And the kids get a seven inch block and they cut it and they design their car and they, they race it. Well, we started integrating some of the physics standards, but then we started also thinking, I said, you know, why don't we have the kids incorporate some of our riding and have the kids decide on a company that they think should sponsor their car because we are in Indianapolis and we you know, have the biggest race in the world here. And all these cars, they get sponsors to, you know, pay the team and and uh, put their, to put their name on their car. And I said, we'll just go a different route and um, have the kids write letters to companies and see if they can ask permission to use their colors and their logo on their car and you know as a one-day thing and uh so it started out with that pretty small at first but as i got this into this media position a few years back i carried it up to this new school and um the standards kind of moved throughout the years in the sixth grade they the physics get standards that kind of fit into the sixth grade and that's our last grade in our elementary school and 
So we started integrating that project into the media class as well as the sixth grade teachers. We all work together. The kids do still write letters and a lot of the companies write back and send them things and all sorts of free stuff. We've had kids get free shoes, free clothes, jerseys, you name it. Um, these kids have uh, written the right companies and, and you know write in business letter format. So they're learning um, how to write, they're learning physics, they're doing the scientific method by racing their cars and testing their cars on the track. Um, and we've even moved it up to where we 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 cover the race uh, from the gym for the school, so the rest of the school can either visit um, throughout the day and and watch the races, or they can watch it on our t our television through our YouTube channel. They can watch the the kids race each other as well. So uh, throughout this lesson, throughout this, the kids um, before about a month before they they put together a package, a marketing package where they have to, in my class, they ha the sixth graders have to create uh, a print form advertisement. Uh, we use Lucid Press, which is amazing. Uh, the kids love Lucid Press um, to, for their creation of the visuals of their poster. Uh, th they um, have to create an audio a radio commercial for their team and for the race, advertising for the race. And then as well, they have to create a television commercial advertising for their race. But we've even taken the step forward where they have to create a Google site uh, as well for their team. So all and on the Google site, they need to link their Wii video that they created for their television. They have to uh, link their sound. They, they create the audio, the, tele, the radio commercial and Soundtrap. So they're using a lot of apps, but the whole package is coming in together in their Google, Google site that they create where, pe where people can link and, and learn a little bit about who they're representing, what company they're representing, and about the race. So that, in a nutshell, is what uh, we do basically the month of May. We do get started a little bit before the cars get cut. They, they do one cut, profile cut, at, our, um, our, at uh, the high school in one of the shop classes. The teachers, um, the students draw their design, and the students in the high school even get involved and do the cut before they send the wood back to the students to sand, which is amazing. It's a, it's a lot of people involved with it, a lot of community, uh, and uh, it's been great. It's been great. And this year, the, the, the media portion of it, the covering the race is going to be really important because with the whole COVID, we can't have the classes come and watch the finals and all in the gym. Usually, uh, by the time the, the, the finals come in the afternoon, probably 90% of the schools uh, slammed into the gym to watch the final races of, of the kids, which is also cool. Okay, so, so I've been sitting here listening to that whole thing, which sounds amazing. So um, so I have to kind of plead ignorant here on the derby cars. So how, like size-wise, what size? Size-wise, okay. Yeah, they're, they're seven-inch blocks. Okay. So if you take a... Um, probably a seven by mm, an inch and a half, two inch uh, block. It's, 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 you know, the size of, oh, I don't know, a couple Hershey bars maybe, oh, okay. <laughs> but, so, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's thick. It's, it's probably yeah. two inches thick by seven inches long. And now do they go block, down? Like, are they pushing them? Down gravity. The gravity. No, okay. No, it's all gravity. It's all, oh, there's okay. a track. Actually, the, the results get so close that you have to have an electronic timer um, oh. at the end that, that, that because the electronic timer will start when the gate falls and it will, it will show you the places 
at the bottom. We have six lanes. So the electronic timers actually, and there's a great company called Derby Magic where we got our track through, got our timer through, and they come to thousandths of a second. So some of the results are the difference, differences of a, a, thousand, a thousandth of a second. That's what we're talking wow. with. Uh, so the kids, definitely the physics comes in. The kids, it's, the kids do some scientific method studies. They, they do some test runs. They take some times. They find average. So we're integrating math into it um, throughout the month uh, as the kids are developing their car and deciding where should I put the weights. Um, they're all, they all have to stay under 150 grams. Um, so they, they learn about you know using a scale and weighing the car. Um, it's a digital scale so they can see how close they can get to 150 because they know that they need the more weight, the faster it's going to get down the hill and get across the finish line. And how long do they take to do the project? Um, we start writing the letters the end of March. And the, we race, the, fi the final race is, uh, the, or, I mean, our, our day of, the race day is the last week, the last Wednesday of the last week of school, which is usually the last week in May. So it's, it's you know, it's, it, it takes my portion, the media portion, I'll spend the whole month of May in, uh, in you know, they'll probably four classes. So they see me for 45 minutes. They'll probably, by that time, I would expect the sixth grader to be pretty fluent with all, all the, the Lucid Press, the Wii Video for sure, the Soundtrap, um, Google Sites. They've all had lessons prior to this where we've done other things, so they have a knowledge of how to build this marketing package. Wow. Has, have any Randy, of the, I like, uh, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bruce. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I, I love this project so much because not only all the app smashing you're doing, but the community outreach part, the letter writing part, the part with the high school kids. Like, it sounds like there's so many different pieces to this project, and they're really authentic in terms of, you know, going into high school and beyond. You're going to have to yeah. work with other people. You're going to have to do a lot of these skills. And I know that's a big part of our book that we put in, that all of these media skills that you're learning are going to be transferable to future jobs and future skills. And it sounds like you're teaching so many of them in sixth grade uh, with this project. Yeah, uh, that's my goal, it definitely is. And, and, you know, it took me a long time to realize how important the community was to help with it because, I mean, for years, when, when I wasn't in this position now, when I was, a, a, you know, a regular classroom teacher in fifth grade and we were doing this project, well, actually, I started in my fourth, I think I might have started in fourth grade. It's been so long now. But, uh, you know, I used to cut all the cars myself, and we're talking 120 cars. I would, I, would, I bought a bandsaw just to cut saws at my house and, you know, realized that this, you know, this is not an industrial bandsaw. It, it's not going to be able to hold up for, you know, years and years and years of 120 uh, Pinewood cars. And so I, I got help with a buddy and we'd take it out to his father's farm and we'd cut them. But even now, you know, as I, you know, as I've grown up and gotten older, I've realized, you know, we got to get other people involved in the high school. You know, they're like, we got the shop, we got the tools, have the kids design them, bring them over. We'll have the high school kids do it. So that's another portion. It's just grown into this beast, you know. At first, at first, we weren't even cutting the cars. The kids were just paint, painting the block of wood, you know, and, and sending them down. And then the next year, we we're like, hey, let's cut them. Let's add, you know, add, it's just every year something new gets put onto the project because it's we want to give them, you know, a taste of kind of like, okay, this is this people think like this in real life. 
um, and just get into that whole scientific method. Um, it's been a lot of fun, definitely a lot of fun. Have any of the uh, actual like drivers there at the Indy 500 track, has, have any of them actually, I don't know, after they've donated, got back in touch with you? Like, how's this going or have wanted to watch or um, anything? We have, I believe, no, we haven't really, because the because the month of May, uh, these, these drivers are so focused on what oh, they're doing true. out at the Speedway. Um, it's really, uh, it's really hard to, to get them to say, Hey, drop everything, come out to the school. Uh, we have thought about doing field trips out to the speedway the month of May, but it's just, it's the month is so packed with other activities going on in the school. It's just hard to get, pack all that into, uh, you know, one, one visit to tie the whole unit of study in. My dream would be to have, you know, eventually have some drivers come and check it out. We've had the local news at one time come and do a story on it and and things like that but uh you know it, it just it, year to year you know some years it all comes together uh, everything you wish it to be and other years you know some, there might be one thing that doesn't get, get done as, as well as it should it just depends on the year you know it'd be cool too randy is with now with everything being virtual it'd be cool if you ever got any of the drivers to come on a zoom with your students like the day yeah. of the race or even when they're designing their cars when it might be off season for them and an off day for them right. uh, would be totally a memorable thing. And the oh, kids, I'm sure they're driving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, what's kind of crazy is we um, this past year for COVID, the, it was uh, you know, the, the race didn't happen. And on the day of the race, I mean, we're my family, we go to the race every year and I'm talking cousins and friends, about 20 of us. So we did a Zoom tailgate. And one of our friends had a connection and had one of the drivers come into our Zoom meeting on the day of the race and talk to us. And he spent like 45 minutes with us. And it was amazing just to hear this guy talking, you know, and it was Charlie Kimball. And he, he you know, he, he should have been at that t- at that moment getting ready to, to take, the, check, or take the, the, the green flag. And he's on a Zoom meeting with us, you know, talking about the race and, you know, how, how we all miss it, you know, miss it going on. I think it would be absolutely amazing to get the drivers to come in and do a Zoom meeting with these kids and talk to them. There's a there's a um, um, a program called Nepris. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, they uh, it's uh, it's a program that hooks schools up with professionals in all in all professions, and it's uh, it, Nepris is our 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 township. Um, the past year and a half has really been pushing to get into the classroom with the teachers. You know, you taking advantage of this program where um, we can, if we you go through, it's all organized and they help connect you with the professionals where you can do Zoom meetings with these professionals, not just one, but if you're doing a project, you can use them as a resource throughout the unit of study, which is kind of cool. So NEPRIS might be something that you want to, you might want to check out um, uh, in the future. It's a national program. So um, just an idea that just, just kind of hit me. And how do, yeah, you, no, how do not, you spell that, just for everybody? N-E-P-R-I-S, Nepris. Okay. What I was just going to add to that, Randy, is in New Jersey, I'm in some education groups that are really talking about now that we're all in remote learning or hybrids, when hopefully we all go back, like what good things are we going to take from remote learning right back into the classroom? And I think eventually integrating in whether it's Zoom or Google Meet, whatever video conferencing you're using, you could have experts come in from any field. In this particular case, it's car racing, but you could, you know, bring them in your classroom anytime. And oh, yeah. I'm hoping that's a good 
transition from you know going all remote to go back in the classroom take the good things that you know we're learning from remote learning that you know i think most people if you're an education place and you're saying we would like you to come visit our class as long as they have the time i think most people are like tickle pink to come and visit a sixth grade class and talk about whatever you know they're the expert in i agree i agree yeah, it's um, it, it's it's been, it's an amazing tool to use, and I, I've used it a couple times. And I know teachers in our building have been using Nepris and for other other projects, uh, project lead the way kind of projects and things like that. That that our goal would be for their project lead the way units for these teachers to utilize Nepris and and find those professionals. So that's what we're hoping it grows even more in the future. Very cool. So. I'm, I'd like when you get these finished, if there's, you know, some of the videos that you take or even the podcasting, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're going to do your radio shows uh, with it as well. We'll post those on our website um, under our student examples and uh, that Definitely. way everybody can, you know, kind of see the end result, which I think will be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, and a lot of, one of the biggest questions is, you know, well, what, what if the student doesn't hear back from the company they're writing? And we always say, you know, this is a, a formality. You're asking permission to use it, but in the end, it's one day. You're not making money off of it. You're gonna you're gonna put that logo on their car because you don't know if they're gonna show up the day of the race because they're aware in the letter they tell them the day of the race. And we've had in the past where a company a, a student might not have heard from a company and they decided to change their colors and change their car and the company showed up. So oh, wow. you, for, yeah, so we're kind of like you know what we're gonna. And you know, right now with COVID, you know, they're not going to let anyone in the building. But in the in the in, in the future, and in the you know, it's always important to make sure whoever they write, they have to stick with that logo and stick with that company. And the kids get all jazzed and get excited too when they start seeing packages arriving in the mail with you know, and, and the kids around them, they get excited. You know, we got a letter back, or you got a box in the office, and the kid goes down there, picks up the box, and you know, they've got. T-shirts in there to hand out, and frisbees, and all sorts of stuff from whatever company they they might be writing, just just to get you know, just to, to give them support them and show they're supporting them in, in their education, which is cool. Okay, Bruce, looking, you have to top that now. Go ahead. I'm not going to top this tonight. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about Nepris. Um, I'm just looking at the website right now. It looks uh -huh. like you could do like a free trial to at least try it out, which would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And on their website, even if you can't do a live event with them, they have tons of different ideas of browser industry videos. Of they do, yeah, that's another thing. If you can't get a hold of someone, that you could go into their, into their system, into their, you know, their past recordings and watch one. Yeah, which no, is, it's, it's, it's a great, it's, it's been a great addition um, to our township, and uh, it you know the more people that know about it, I think will take advantage of it because if someone's getting if a company's getting involved with Nepris and saying yeah we want our employees to teach you know these kids how to work on brakes or what do brakes do uh, you know that, I'm just thinking off the top of my head but there's there's so many different occupations on there for kids to learn about. This looks terrific too. Even I'm just looking at their website. Try it free, limited for 30 days, but you get one live industry chat without joining at all. You know, just join for free mm -hmm. to see if you like it or not. Right. Uh, but this look, this looks amazing, and you know, this is why I'm so excited to do the podcast with you and Paula. 
even if there's one idea like this, I never heard of Nepris before tonight, but I'm definitely going to bring it back to my school district. I would definitely uh, talk, take it back to your school district because that's who's supporting us. I mean, we don't, the teachers aren't paying a dime for it. The, the district's bought into this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of like when, when you find something, you, you got to push it. Like when we video started out five, year, five or six years ago, I mean, for, for me, I think I discovered it six years ago. And I used the free version, and I finally was like, I finally went to the township. I said, "This is this is we got to we got to buy into this, and we got to get licenses for every kid to be able to do this." And and it, it's just you got to show. I mean, I think it, it's up to us teachers to go to the big wigs and say, "This is how this can be for for our kids, and why is this good for education?" So I I, I definitely think Nepris could be a positive thing for your district. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I, I, I really like your idea with the teacher going, and in certain cases, when I've done uh, we video trainings in the country, a lot of teachers are on the free version, and they're like, how can we get the full version in our district? I've even suggested, you know, jump on the education version for 30 days and do projects with your students, yeah. and then take those projects you know, to your administrators or powers that be and say, hey, look what our kids created this podcast, they created this newscast, they created this screencast, and they did this all with we Video. And then you have something a little bit more tangible to show them than, right. you know, it would just be a good idea if we, you know, if, if we got this software. Um, and I've even seen in my old district where I used to work, they would have kids do presentations to the Board of Ed all the time. Yeah. And I don't care which grade level they're at, K through 12, you have a student present anything, it's a home run, you know, what yep. they're presenting and their passion and their story of using, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, different media tools. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm and definitely going to check I, into I, I think, and I think, uh, you know, they're already paying textbook fees. If I, if I don't know how much we video is, but I, I don't think it's that much. I mean, I almost think that for per students, it's less than a textbook. I mean, if they just put that into the into the textbook fee alone, I mean, I I I I just think that would be the way the way to get that that Nepris or something like that into the district. Yeah, that's how we, we did, did it as as textbook wise. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did we video as yeah. textbook as well. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's amazing to think about we video because when I first started teaching it, you know, I started at fifth and sixth grade, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start here. And I'm, this year, man, I, I'm down to second grade, full go. I, I did. I had a second grader doing green screening with uh, giving a weather report uh, just this week. It was exciting. You know, talk about passion. Huh. It was exciting to see this second grader and listen to him give a weather report for you know 20 seconds. But he still he did the technology and he created the video and you know finished it and uploaded it to me to put on the news, which is cool. You know, well, especially at that level. Uh- I'm amazed what the elementary kids do at your school. It's been it's been fun, definitely fun. Okay, Bruce, it's your turn. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to top Randy's tonight because it's win, pretty uh, pretty pretty incredible. But I was just going to come at it from the angle saying like, how do we get into this? Is I actually went to college for broadcasting to do sports casting, and ne- never even saw a teacher teaching on the horizon. And then when I switched occupations, got into teaching, I was an elementary teacher uh, in fourth and sixth grade. And I really enjoyed doing all the technology projects. And 
once I had the chance in a school district to jump from the classroom into a TV studio and media program, I jumped at it. And I know that my passion is being able to do the live show with the students and all the skills that you use from doing something live. It's immediate. You have to learn how to do it. And, um, you know, it, it's so much fun. And I think the kids really enjoy doing authentic things like that of actually able to go and do the show instead of just, you know, watching the show. And, you know, like I said, I don't have a project as grandiose as uh, Randy's, but I do get a chance to, you know, plan and do our show and have all the eighth grade students in our school um, take it as a regular class, which is helpful. And uh, then we're able to go in and perform the show uh, in the morning. Everybody watches it live. Uh, and then in the class, we create all the content for it, all the uh, interviews, all the feature stories, all the openings, closings, Pledge of Allegiance, everything in it, we create all the content, uh, you know, through we video. Uh, and for me, you know, that's the project that I'm most, you know, passionate about. I enjoy doing, I think it's memorable, you know, for all the students. And I think every student could find their niche in if they want to be in front of the camera or behind the camera. You know, this is still in middle school. It's not even in high school yet to kind of see if this is something they would like to do. Um, or maybe it's something that, you know, they could try and don't like to do. But I think the hands-on experience of actually moving around and doing it instead of just reading about it and then taking a test on it, that the creation part of it uh, and being authentic uh, is the thing that I enjoy the most. And I know when I was coming up and wanted to get into, you know, broadcasting, the most fun I had was doing live events where you get a pit in your stomach when someone's counting down from 10 in your headset and you know you're on in 10 seconds but i also think that's yeah. a way that you can that you can grow and you know build confidence and i'm you know the best stories that i have are still of kids that are very quiet in class and i'm even surprised sometimes they might sign up to be the weather person or the feature person or the host and then that camera goes on and for them it's like a aha moment of they're just very comfortable in front of the camera and their personality comes out and you never really know until you do the show and you're able you know, to see the students. And our school is grades six through eight. So it's really cool that the a lot of the sixth grade teachers, they cannot believe that these are the same kids two years later that they had in sixth grade that maybe were quiet in their class and didn't say much. And now, you know, the show has really, you know, brought their brought their personality out. So I don't yeah. really have like a specific project like Randy had, but um, you know, the thing I think the kids enjoy doing the most is by the time they get to eighth grade, do the live show, do all the different parts, uh, you know, of the show. And uh, it's been it's been a big asset to the school. And I like the ideas that Paula and Randy both have with community involvement of how they get community involved in their projects. And that's the way we were going before COVID kind of hit of trying to get the community a little bit more into the TV show of do stories around town and, uh, you know, get to get those people, you know, involved, uh, involved with the show. So for mine, I mean, my biggest passion would be that I really love doing is going every single day and doing the live show and having the students do the live show. And unfortunately, cause we are in COVID of, you know, where we are right now with the pandemic, uh, we've been recording the show this year, but I can't wait till we get back to a point. I really miss it of doing a live show every single day and the excitement of doing something live and 
the people are really good in my school of knowing, you know, these are middle school kids who are 13 and 14. You go and do the show and you do the best you can. And right. the one the one thing I like to do is to do the show live. So there are no second or third takes. You just do it. You keep going. And this way, it does, to me, it brings a different level to it. Instead of, I've seen where people have gone and tried to record shows, which is okay to do, but then you mm -hmm. tend to re-record them so many times. This way, live, you know, you have one shot, you do the best you can, and you come back the next day. And luckily for us, you know, we get to do another show that we'll do it. We'll do it every single day. So my most passionate thing, Paula, would definitely be uh, the TV show. And I'm sure there's a part of me that lives vicariously through those kids that that was my dream to grow up and, you know, do broadcasting. And it did connect the dots to get me into a TV studio in a school. Um, and hopefully some of these kids, whether they get into broadcasting or not, all of these skills they could, you know, take to any job that they're going to go to. I agree with you, Bruce. I think the live, the live is, is so important. And, you know, I see schools that do the recording and I just, I think the kids get more out of it knowing and knowing that, you know, they're going live. And if they do make a mistake, they can go back and rewatch and say, okay, I don't want to make that mistake again. What can I do not to do that again? And it might be to study my script harder or to do something mm -hmm. like that. So I, I'm with you with the, the live, the live show for sure. I also, I also think it's just like human nature because anytime in my, one of my schools, we used to record a lot of things with the PTOs and education foundations, like different groups in the school. And if they wanted to tape anything, and this was just reality, we, we never did one take, you know, cause we would tape it and then right. someone did it like, you know, the way their hair was or the microphone was placed or, you know, tons of different mm -hmm. things. And before you know it, you know, a five minute interview is taking you an hour to do. Right. And I agree. Some, sometimes you just don't have that time, you know, every single day to put that amount of time into it. And for me, even guests coming on the show, I'd rather have them just come on live and just answer the questions for a couple of minutes instead of having it, you know, uh, you know, set up and record it, watch it back. And I think 10 times out of 10, you're going to want to re-record it for, you know, particular right. reasons. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for doing it live if you can. Uh, sometimes that's not possible, you know, in mm -hmm. different schools, but I'm right there with you. Uh, live is the way to go and, you know, brings a sense of excitement too, right? That, this is it, like in your headset or the floor director is counting down five, four, three, two, one, you know, you're on and you get butterflies doing it. But I think that's also part of it of, you know, learning, you know, public speaking and, um, you know, bringing some passion to it for the kids that you got one shot, do the best you can and come back the next day. We, no one expects it to be perfect on any level. Right. Um, and then we review the shows and come back the next day and try to do a little bit better. Yeah, it was funny. It made me think about this past uh, episode this Friday. We were live and the girl doing sports couldn't pronounce uh, Savonis's last name. And she kind of she was fumbling around with it. And she finally says, I can't say it. And, you know, she went on and finished. And uh, I pointed at her while the while the newscast was finishing up. You know, I pointed at her and I knew she was kind of heading towards the door to go back to class. I said, hold on. And she thought, oh, Mr. Tom is going to come out. He's going to yell at me. And I. 
you know, I went out, I just went out with a smile and I said, listen, I said, I said, I was kind of laughing. I said, if you can't say someone's name, just go with it. But don't ever say, I can't say this person's name. <laughs> just, just act like, you know, you said it right and go on. And I, and she, and, she, and I was like, I'm not mad at you. I said, this is a learning experience. You're elementary kids. And she was kind of smiling. She goes, okay, you yeah. know, so I, I, I think it's, I, and for me personally, I think it's helped me a lot with my patients as, as an educator to be a, a little, they're not professionals, you know, they're, 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 they're fifth and sixth graders putting on a newscast, you know, let them have fun, but, you know, show mm-hmm. them where they can grow, but don't expect it to be perfect because the, it's not going to be. But the other thing that I think about, and Paul and Randy, I say this all the time to kids is I use my own kids as an example that they used to play musical instruments growing up. And I would listen in the audience and be like, you know, the concert sounded great to me. And, you know, my own daughter might say, well, you know, the music teacher said, you know, we could have sung this better or played this better. And to me, it's kind of like if you're in a musical or a play, like you might know backstage some of the things that people came out of the wrong side or missed the line Mm -hmm. or whatever happened. But I'll tell you, you said an important thing, Randy, if you just keep going and you don't say anything, a lot of times the audience won't even know. You might know yourself, um, but, you know, just keep going. And, you know, most of the time, if you don't, draw attention to it, you mm-hmm. might think it and know it, but you know what? A lot of the people watching might just think, you know, hey, that's part of the show. And right. they, might not, they might not even know what the original script was. Um, and that's kind of a lesson in itself. Just keep going and, you know, do your best at it and everything, you know, everything will work out well. So, right. Paula, that wasn't as good as Nepris and making cars <laughs> and going to the Indy 500. But yeah, we'll be, it was. What, no, not really. It was what very we'll average, very average, Bruce, very average. <laughs> I'll give myself maybe a C+. Plus. Uh, go ahead, Paula. What, what, do you, what was your most passionate, uh, well, how you got into it, and then what's your most passionate project yeah. that you had with your students? Well, I would say, I think I've talked about it before, I, um, I really... Uh, like the film production that we introduced. Um, I think that became something that I hadn't planned on doing. Uh, kind of like Randy, you know, you start something and then all of a sudden five years later, you're like, it just keeps evolving and you're yep. like, wow. I've really... Your film project definitely evolved. Yeah, I, yeah, into something I hadn't planned. And uh, um, I guess I really enjoyed that because students had to, Again, the writing component, you know, writing their own screenplay from scratch and watching that go through the entire process. And uh, I think in the end, you know, even though it was a very difficult uh, project, you know, in the end when they're up there on stage and they're talking about and reflecting, you know, and the first thing they always say is, you know, this was really hard, much much harder than we thought. Uh, but they saw their end product up there. And I think sometimes maybe... Uh, maybe we need to push them all just a little bit further and let them know that, you know, wow, you, you can do all this. And when they watch what they were able to accomplish, uh, that's the part I like, you know, just to hear that enthusiasm in their voice and uh, like, wow, look what I did. Um, and then to kind of piggyback, I guess, Randy, off of you, uh, the community component, uh, we started, uh, you know, we have um, – people in the community that are our sponsors. And so letting the students actually call on these people, learn how to speak to public officials and community uh, businesses, and then they going out, uh, producing commercials, advertising, uh, those are things that some, you know, 
especially at the junior high level, uh, they don't get a chance to do. So uh, the public speaking component, the writing, the producing, uh, again, with COVID, they don't get to do as much of that anymore, but mm-hmm. they're still making the contacts. So that's the part, Randy, what your your project that you're doing, I think, is, is a big one, is getting students, no matter what age they are, out into their community, seeing what's out there, seeing what's available. And what I like is that, you know, community usually is very supportive it's just i just don't think we touch it like we should i think it's you know that untouched variable and Mm -hmm. i think more schools should do that uh because i think there's a lot of people out there that want to help and want to you know encourage students uh in the realm especially that we're doing i agree yeah. So, uh, you know, and the other passion obviously is radio. And one of the things that I've started doing is uh, calling on past students. And we have uh, a student showcase uh, slot now on our station. And what's been fun for me is I'm talking to students that I had six, seven years ago. And I just talked to one this past week, Harley Mast, and found out that she's going to college into communications all because of the radio that she did at the seventh grade level, and mm-hmm. um, which was super exciting for me. So she's actually going into photojournalism, um, and all again because of the radio. And she said, I was really shy, and I was only going to take it one semester, and all of a sudden I was taking it both semesters in seventh and eighth grade, and now, you know, that's her, that's what she's going to go into. So those are those passions that, and the, you know, that, you that blossom that you just mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen when you're doing all these things and that's uh i don't know i guess that's the reward of education and teaching that's awesome yeah i was very yeah. excited about that so and you can hear um we have our student showcase uh archives at three o'clock every day and then our new episodes are on thursdays at four and eight o'clock both so uh, hopefully you can check out harley's and uh cooper's and then we have uh, nancy coming up this week on thursday as well very nice. That's so that's so cool to hear that that student was, uh, you know, doing that uh, for their career. Because I work in a K through eight district, and then the kids go to high school in a different district. So we don't always hear, you know, all the stories. It's not a K twelve place. Uh, I have heard some parents who have come back saying, you know, their kids go into TV production or broadcasting because they enjoy doing the show in middle school. But that's awesome, Paula. That's. Uh, exactly why we do what we do and it's too sometimes you don't hear all of the stories um but when you hear them unsolicited it's amazing yeah. uh, what the kids do that we got them going on and then i think all of us at one point are going to flip on our tv or radio and you know be like we knew that person when they were in elementary or middle school uh because i'm sure a lot of them are going into broadcasting or journalism yeah, and yeah, I remember I when she was in seventh grade and she was, you know, she's like, whatever you do, don't put me in front of the camera. I don't like to, you know, I want people to see my face. I don't want this, you know, and um, the, and the radio was the way to be kind of in the background without people seeing her and mm-hmm. it turned out to be the avenue now that she's going to pursue. So, uh, so shout out to Harley out there. Very nice. So that uh, uh, close to here to wrapping up our uh, Valentine's episode, you guys uh, have any final thoughts here? I mean, my only final thought, and I think Randy's story of what he was telling with this project was perfect for it is, you know, we're very lucky that we get to do what we enjoy slash 
love doing is that if you can get to that level in your job when you're going to work, it's not like a job where you're regret, you know, you don't want to get up in the morning and run in to go there and do things with kids. And I know I'm lucky and I think all three of us think we're lucky that we get to do jobs or that we really enjoy what we do and it comes across with what we do, but then also what the kids create. And I think that's why kids also enjoy our classes because, you know, we want to see them create things and you give them the opportunity to be creative and you never know, you know, where it's going to go. And it builds, you know, on to the projects every single year. And, you know, they, they end up being uh, incredible things. So we're yeah. very lucky that we have a profession that, you know, we love yeah. slash like every single day. And I agree with you full heartedly on that, Bruce. And I feel like if you are going to work and you are feeling that way of um, that you're not enjoying it, you do need to dig deep and find out what are you passionate about and how can you bring that into the classroom? Because once they see that you're passionate about it, they're going to they're going to grab hold of it and they're going to be just as passionate about it or even more than you are. So I think the key is to finding what you're passionate about and what is out there that's going to help teach these kids that passion. You know, what what devices or what software is out there that can help take them to the next next level. Very well said. All right. So I guess that wraps up our uh, Valentine's episode, uh, looking Mm -hmm. for our passion in media. And uh, we will uh, see everybody again next Monday. And guys, thank you again. And have a great week, everybody. An Educator's Guide to Media in the Classroom is a resource book for all educators, providing scope and sequence for digital media in the classroom. It is your recipe guide to creating a successful digital media model in your school at any level. Scripted can be purchased through Edumatch Publishing, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. For more information, go to www.scriptededucators.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Scripted Conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy.